Welcome back, everyone, to another Eat Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. We, The readers of the Star-Telegram have spoken. I feel like this is the finals of American Idol. Uh, <laughs> you know, we we have a champion. We, we you know, started our reader's choice uh, with brunches a few weeks ago, and we Star-Telegram readers have just finished voting their reader's choice favorite restaurant for fried chicken. So it's no coincidence that our guests today are Joey and Tiffany Vineyard from Babe's Chicken Dinner House. Welcome, Joey and Tiffany. How are you doing? Thank you. The readers love Babe's. Babe's was a big winner. I don't really think that's a big surprise. For one thing, there's 10 different cities where people are voting for Babe's because Babe's has 10 locations around North Texas. It's been named in Southern Living Magazine as one of the five best fried chicken restaurants in America. And Star-Telegram readers agree that Babe's is their favorite fried chicken. Joey, Tiffany, you're the new generation of vineyards, owners of Babe's. Uh, give us just a couple of minutes on on uh, you know how you feel about winning this. I know you've won a lot of prizes over the years. Well, yeah, sure. Well, we're we're extremely pleased, very proud, and uh, and very thankful that uh, this has happened, and uh, pleased to be awarded this. Yeah. Uh, it's really great. We, you know, it takes a lot of people to get it done. We got several hundred uh, wonderful people in our kitchens around the company who do all that hard work each and every day, making sure it's perfect when it comes out to the customer. And it's really on, on them that this belongs, uh, that hard work that they do. So we're we're really proud to, to be here and be part of that. Yep. Uh, did people tell you at all, I'm going to vote for you? Or did, did anybody even you know mention that, that they were uh, picking you for best chicken? We, uh, yeah, yeah, we never, I've never heard anybody that was voting for us. Yeah, but we're glad that they did. (laughs) We know we got a lot of good loyal customers, and so we're very happy with that. And uh, a a lot of a lot of good customers and a lot of good Star Telegram readers too. Yes, and you know we're we're grateful. Of course, Babe started in Roanoke, and uh, you know got off the ground in 1993. I wrote a little bit about it in the Mm -hmm. food column in 1993. That was a much younger Bud Kennedy back then, and also <laughs> quite a bit thinner. But I, I, I wrote to, I wrote about Babes, and then uh, Pat Riddle picked up and wrote about it, and did a whole profile of uh, uh, Paul and and uh, and Babe in the in the Northeast Extra. And so people took to the Roanoke location in 1993, and Babes has continued to grow since then. It's right. you know, I, it's not just a Tarrant County restaurant, but. I think with the big locations in North Richland Hills and Arlington and the flagship at Roanoke, you know, I think it is more of a Tarrant County tradition. Uh, people Absolutely. people love babes. You've got babes in all corners of the Metroplex. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, no, that's but that's like our, our own county seat uh, for babes. <laughs> would be that part of Texas. So would, this this is this is babes country. We want to talk about some of the other restaurants that people voted for. They uh, were real because I'm really thrilled that people loved these small operators too, mm-hmm. and the small entrepreneurs. Uh, Drew's place in Fort Worth on Horn and Camp Bowie, which has always been considered the best place for a fried chicken soul food. Uh, smothered chicken, smothered pork chops. You know, the, the fried chicken at Drew's is still, you know, kind of considered the best in town. And then people love the Jesus Family Restaurant on South Main. You know, Jesus Borja has been there. He's in his 90s, I think. And, 
you know, he, he's he's been there since the 70s. Uh, and mainly he's known for great enchiladas and Tex-Mex, but he's one of the few places you can get good Mexican food and good fried chicken. In. And yeah. so uh, Drew's and Jesus, you know, were really had their own little following, and I'm proud of both those. But right. I think that the difference is that everybody uh, all over the Star-Telegram Raidership area has been to Babe's. Not all of them have had fried chicken. So, you know, talk about how uh, Babe started with fried chicken and then has kind of branched out. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, you bet. Right. Uh, back when I started in Roanoke in 93, our, our mom and dad served just fried chicken. So when you came in, there was no menu. There was nothing to order except your drink. Steve, and, do you have that photo of a small order of fried chicken you can <laughs> put up again? Is that, yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, so that's, everybody, that's, everybody that came in back then, they had chicken. If you wanted chicken, mm-hmm. you got it. If you didn't, you're out of luck. Yeah. And then uh, uh, not long after the Star-Telegram uh, articles came out and things really lifted up, then there was a lot of people asking for chicken fried steak. So then mom and dad, I guess about a year into it or so, doubled the menu and had a chicken fried steak. And so then you came in and still you just had one choice. That was either chicken or chicken fried steak. Yeah. And it stayed that way for quite a while. Did you have all these sides that, you know, that you came with corn and come with it and everything. Corn and mashed potatoes and a salad with a buttermilk ranch dressing. Is that what you call it? Oh, no, our our salad. It's really more of a sweet vinaigrette. It's a sweet vinaigrette. That's right. Okay. Very simple, but but very uh, uh, refreshing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you just choose your protein. You go there and you go like, okay, yeah. you know, just, that's all yeah, you have yeah. to worry about is you know, what you're going to get. Yeah, and even in the new locations that have more of an expanded menu where we have smoked chicken and catfish and chicken tenders, it's still the same simplicity comes with it, though you just come in and pick your meat and your drink and head on down the road with it, and mm-hmm. you can get a dessert. And we're about roll up. We still don't do desserts yeah. there. Uh, and a lot- have size for it, actually. And a lot of it's it's family style. So you come in and Absolutely. you get a big platter and everybody shares, you know, Babes and Joe T's are the famous restaurants where, <laughs> you know, things are served family style. I think you've stuck with that. Absolutely. Yes, yes, People just love, love it. it. And it's, you know, the families like it. But what is fun to hear is with the business groups that come together and then extended family that come together, you know, different groups uh, that love to have that kind of interaction that you don't get to go to many restaurants and have that like you would at your own house. And it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. to be able to serve people that way and have that kind of atmosphere. So we, we now, what Now what I didn't know, and I, I know that I've talked to Paul a few times, but I knew he started Bubba's in Highland Park in 1982. You know, that's over there. Dallas, a lot more southern town. Fort Worth is a western town. That's and right. so he started Bubba's over there for all the southern fried chicken folks that if they couldn't get to Highland Park Cafeteria, they could come to Bubba's. Yeah, it's the, right over there across from SMU. And yeah. Yeah, since, uh, since that time, and actually we worked there as kids yep. uh, back then. So back And, and that's, he started that in 1982. I didn't know that he was involved with uh, all the, the Tex-Mex restaurants. He'd been president of El Chico, yes, uh, c- co-founder of Casa Bonita and Taco Bueno. Uh, and uh, so he was... Uh, and actually, even the neon chicken on top of the babes in Roanoke came from a Mexican restaurant. Do you know that story? I believe it did. Yeah. I don't know where which one it was. But, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we have lots of artifacts we dig up from different places <laughs> and repurpose. And so yeah. you go to any of our locations, you'll find special signs that were had a different life before we got a hold of them. So Now, now see, I'm going to date you here. It came from El Gallito, which was on Ross Avenue. So the uh, the, the neon sign in Roanoke came from from El, El Gallito. So the, uh, uh, now what, uh, now you all are kind of the new generation and what's changed or evolved at Babes? How has Babes changed or updated and what's going to change or what's the next evolution? Well, 
you know, it's kind of interesting. We don't have a big desire to do things a lot differently because we really like where we are and where we've been. Uh, we have grown. And so just the difference between having one location, two or three, and now we have 10 of the babes and then we have two of the sweetie pies, ribeyes, and we have two of the Bubba's locations. So uh, inherently that creates a different kind of business. So trying to do that in that scale, but yet still hit all the same points about having great food and fun service mm -hmm. and a family atmosphere and big groups and, and do it all the way that we've done it successfully has a different kind of challenge than it did when it's one or two or three locations. Mm -hmm. And I so that's kind of our focus right now and kind of slow, steady growth as it comes to us. I haven't been to the ribeye place yet. I always see it when um, at the north, uh, mm -hmm. with the uh, northeast uh, yeah, store. North Hershey Hills. Uh, yeah. North Hershey Hills, yeah. yeah. It's not hard yeah. to across the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> jo uh, Joey and Tiffany, uh, you know, you should take a moment and plug Sweetie Pies and sure. tell people what to get because it's more than just ribeyes. And I think the desserts there, uh, it's another whole uh, great dessert menu. So tell people what to get at Sweetie Pies. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. We, um, well, it's our steak and seafood concept. So we have fillets, we have ribeye steaks. You can get hamburgers. We do um, a great steak salad. Uh, you can also get a wonderful seafood. Um, I almost always get the blackened snapper when I'm there. I just can't mm -hmm. get away from eating it. With your lemon sole? Lemon sole. Um, we've got some fried fish dishes as well. And, um, it, and, the, and then the desserts. We have a, um, a gluten-free uh, chocolate chip cookie and it has uh, a homemade caramel salty caramel that we put on it and a scoop of bluebell ice cream and it is so good uh, it's gluten free so it's yeah. really healthy yeah <laughs> and then we have a, a chocolate crepe and we have um, we call cowboy custard mm -hmm. and uh, seasonally we do strawberry pie so this summer that will be coming yeah. back out with fresh strawberry pie right now we're doing uh, apple pie a la mode yep apple pie a la mode really we do a pecan pie mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you and you may not like this i know people who go to babes and have dinner and then go over to sweetie pies and have dessert I, so. no, that's good. Hey, <laughs> we're happy to have like them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely yeah uh, again, our real proud of sweetie pies yeah. Joey and Tiffany Vineyard, our guests from Babe's Chicken Dinner House. Steve, how many babes have you been to and what do you have when you go? I've just been going to the, uh, I originally went to the Roanoke one because that was the only one there. And it was chicken. And that's that's what I had. And uh, now the, uh, the, the North Hills version is the one I normally go to. And uh, uh, last couple of times it's been catfish. I've been kind of on a catfish craze there. It's It's really good. And I usually meet meet friends from Dallas at the Arlington location because they don't even know there is a downtown Arlington and they're thrilled to come to the Arlington location. Or we stop at the one in Burleson, you know, if, if we're, we've been out of town for the weekend and we're driving back in from Austin and it's Sunday night, you know, I mean, we stop it and get uh, a smoked chicken to go from the Burleson location and bring it on home. It's, you know, it, it's the best restaurant between uh, between Fort Worth and Georgetown, at least on I-35, you might you might as well come into Burleson and and uh, and have dinner. What uh, absolutely now now uh, Paul is is still around. Paul is the owner, and he's uh, you know, but his he's kind of left the the talking to y'all today. Tell us what yes. the, what Paul's best story is about babes or or starting up babes or about the, how he started in the chicken business. Well, I, I can give you a story that I love that he tells um, about um, 
really making memories for our customers. Um, when he was in Roanoke, or it may have been that he was in Garland, and um, he walked up to a gal and she was crying. And he thought, oh, gosh. At the table. Yeah, she was at the table eating and over crying. Over the food, crying over the mm -hmm. food. Yeah. So he walked away and thought, well, what am I going to do? And so he just went, went ahead and went back. He said, is there, can I help you? Is there something that we've done? Uh, what something can I, wrong? yeah, what, what's wrong? And she said, she just stopped crying. She said, I, this corn reminds me of my grandmother. And I, I, you know, I haven't thought of her uh, in a long time. And this instantly, it just made me think of her. And for us, that is, it's so important to us to have people uh, come and eat our food and have these amazing memories come back and flood back into them of their grandmother or their mother or their aunt. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, that's one of my favorite stories that he tells. Of, yeah. And, and, and working in the restaurants, you know, as you do uh, over time, I think most of us get to have that experience. I've had that happen to yeah. me in Carrollton. I got a call from our GM in Carrollton last week about a, a big old husky guy started crying at the table uh, that he talked to, had the same exact experience uh, with him. It was the gravy. Reminded him of his, his grandmother, <laughs> yeah. and he didn't have anything like it. And he was a big old man crying at the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you you all have more of a pepper and pan dripping gravy than mm -hmm. most places. It's not just paste out of a jar. And I think that absolutely. makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah and so because our recipes, the way we cook, or the way that grandmothers have cooked uh, for for many many years, many, many decades and longer, and that's kind of the key to it. It's really fun when you can we see that happening and people living back these loving memories mm -hmm. coming back to them in the restaurants. It's yeah. really, really fun. Yeah, I would say for people who have family members from the South, the biscuits with the Mississippi sorghum syrup are another mm -hmm. real memory. You know, there are not any other restaurants here that make a big deal out of having sorghum syrup. That's a very Southern tradition. But the uh, really? but that, that's another babe's tradition that really uh, strikes memories. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I want to ask you all, there's a lot of talk about fried chicken these days. But it's not about southern fried chicken. It's about hot chicken and buffalo chicken and Nashville chicken and spicy chicken and oh, yeah. who's got the spiciest fillet. And you know, do you feel left out of all the chicken talk, or do you feel like the, that you're the the, the OGs? Yeah, well, yeah, actually, that's probably right. I mean, we love it, and, yeah. and I love the, those kind of flavors also yeah. that we do yeah. ourselves. But we know what we do well. And, and that's kind of our roots. And, you know, it really goes to our grandmother, my, our, our dad's mother. And he, it's funny because our, our mom married a father and she didn't really know how to cook, but it was his, her mother-in-law that taught her. Yeah. And she taught her that same way. And then it was our mother that ultimately developed all these recipes that everybody's eating now at Bubba's and at Babe's and, and even some of the ones at Sweetie Pie's yeah. as well. And so it kind of <laughs> carries down for us. It's really through the generations, uh, even within our own family. So therefore, our desire to go mess with it is very low. Yeah. We really like what we have in that respect. And they were from Turkey on the edge of the panhandle. The, yeah. the chicken fried steak definitely is, I would call it a Northwest Texas style, like you see in that Wichita Falls Lubbock corridor. Uh, but we are, were there predecessors from the South or were there ancestors from the South or where did all those, where those great recipes come from? Well, a lot of, a lot of it is West Texas uh, roots for many years, but then, uh, you know, not from Texas, obviously moved down here. Gosh, I don't have the history in my head yeah, well enough, but uh, yeah. probably uh, now 150 years ago. Yeah. Honestly. Makes me think of Alan's family style meals in Sweetwater, which is a, a great uh, fried chicken. It's the best fried chicken, you know, between here and El Paso, probably. Mm -hmm. 
the uh, you know the, the great stop out there that's a family style fried mm-hmm. chicken restaurant great west texas tradition steve you have any other thoughts about fried chicken well uh, I, and I guess we should just say which piece do you reach for steve well, I'm a, I'm a leg guy. I, I like the legs <laughs> I mean, the, and, the, and the thighs, dark meat. But uh, I was always curious uh, how y'all determine how much chicken I'm getting. You know, if they kind of size you up and go like. <laughs> <laughs> this guy needs two pieces or four. Yeah. <laughs> we probably get ourselves in trouble if we try to do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody who doesn't get enough. I think everybody. Oh yeah, gets no, it. it's it's a plenty of chicken. Yeah, you 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 and I could split a half chicken then, Steve. Yeah, I could take yeah. I could take the breast of the wing. You can take the leg and the thigh, and <laughs> you know, we'd be in good shape. You know, wings. Tell me your favorite joke about wings and the fascination with wings. And people start whole restaurant companies just selling wings. I mean, what's up with that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, the, the laughter's enough. I think. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> oh, good, good for them. We're happy to be. We're, we're happy doing. to be doing we're what like we do. It's, it is yeah. fun to serve a half a chicken to everybody. Yeah, and everybody. That gets presentation of of uh, yeah. all of the chicken on the platter is just. You bring that to a table and set it down, and ooh, you get oohs and ahs, and cameras are coming out. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we we love that that yeah. part of it. And you know, Roanoke especially, uh, you see it there a lot more because the menu is more limited, but. You know, that goes back to our dad who was in the Mexican food business and really uh, the time he was there was when uh, fajitas became a thing. And then, you know, they would just send platters of fajitas to, through a dining room and back to the kitchen just so they could get the orders going. Because yeah. once they went through the dining room, they would start ordering yeah, fajitas all. around the restaurant. And <laughs> yeah. they're not the only ones that did that. But uh, that big old platter of chicken has a lot of the same effect. It's a kind of a big wow. And we, we just love that. It's a lot of a lot of the fun. Now, we talked about Nashville hot chicken. We talked about wings. Let's talk about one other trend and get you, because this is something you all have, have adapted to. Would you please identify exactly what is the tender? It's the breast meat. Mm-hmm, the white yeah, meat. that's the okay. breast meat, yes. Yeah. Which is different from uh, the, uh, the, the the what the fast food restaurants sell is. You know, tiny little you know chicken nuggets. We don't ever want to know what a chicken yeah, nugget is. Yeah, ours are only uh, cut straight from the from the meat. They're not a pressed combined product or anything. And, and doing some places don't do that. And that's battered and sold the same way. And the tenders are the same kind of of thrill, just without mm-hmm. all the bones to work on. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things we like doing those you get a lot of times, especially now, if you have the younger people that have never had anything but a chicken tender, <laughs> talk them into having bone and chicken because it is a different it is. experience. Yeah. And uh, they usually really like it if you get them to do it. And I'm even talking about my own kids <laughs> in that respect. Did we talk smoked chicken yet? Uh, no. Dig in, Steve, because that's good. I mean, uh, you know, that's I tell people babes is underrated on the barbecue side. People talk about who's got the best barbecue chicken, and they forget about, is it hickory smoked chicken at babes? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And, and how do you all do that? Where is it done? And you know, how's that developed as part of the menu? Well, we do everything uh, on site at each of the restaurants, but we have smokers installed. And so it goes through the same marination process as a fried chicken. And then we bring it out. We we have a, a little seasoning that we, that's ours that we make and season it up, put it in. And it takes around two, two and a half hours, depending on the piece. We put it in at different pieces at a time um, so that, you know, the little pieces go in last, the, the wings, the last one, the breast going first. And we put them in an order and then pull them all out about the same time from the cooking process, about two, two and a half hours total uh, for all that. So we have these big, but they're big smokers where they slowly turn on the inside. 
uh, Southern pride is what most of them are. Uh, but that's really how it works. And you just keep on feeding chickens into it during all day, kind of? Yeah, as much as we need to, we do those batches and we have it figured out for the day. And we're doing it all day when we get to the weekends. It's about right. When it's so ready. how much prep goes into, like, fried chicken for y'all? Oh, well, for us, you know, all the, and it's chicken tenders and the bone and chicken both. We do a marination process, which is, it's a simple process, but it's really critical. But they get marinated in, in a in a brine, you know, saltwater solution for 24 hours uh, at least. And then we do some rinsing and we'll redo them in a lesser degree if it goes a little bit longer. But one of the keys to our management of the restaurants is making sure that we've got at least that 24 hours on it, but we don't get way too far on it. And so there's a kind of a magic window of that production to keep things going. Um, that's really the key to it. Everything is as fresh as we can get it. <clears throat> I mean, there's always like a really li big line. You got the line outside kind of that you're waiting to get in. And then you got that hallway you go through and you know, you're getting closer. <laughs> it's it's almost, yeah. almost, almost time to get seated. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to torture uh, people too much. Do you ever run out of chicken? I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. not chicken. Every once in a while we run up some desserts and that's okay. You know, sell everything we have. We make it, like I said, we make everything fresh. And so we're not pulling anything out from the day before. So we have to be really careful or we'll waste a lot of food. But so which, which, uh, which pies do y'all have at, at, the, at Babes? We have well, a oh, yeah we have a lemon meringue pie, coconut meringue, cho chocolate meringue. We've got a pineapple upside down cake, a banana pudding, and uh, a cherry cobbler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's go? For, which goes first? Uh, banana pudding. Banana pudding. Yeah. Banana pudding is, is, is number one by mm -hmm. far. Yep. Yeah, it's good. It is. We grew up eating it and that and chocolate pie. Mm -hmm. Which is another popular one. Yeah. Yep. We're talking with Joey and Tiffany Vineyard of Babe's Chicken Dinner House, winner of the Star Telegram Reader's Choice Poll for Best Fried Chicken. Uh, our readers, you pick Babe's as a favorite. Steve was talking about the lines. When is the best time to come to Babe's? Is there a location where the lines are shorter, or is there a best time of the day or week to come? I always tell people to come like, the morning after the 4th of July and things like that when <laughs> people have been up late. Yeah, but you know, what, what are the best days? Yeah, well, the early part of the week uh, typically is the best day. Uh, we get busier Thursday through the weekend, usually. And so any of the locations, Monday through Wednesday, we're not nearly as busy uh, as often. Uh, just don't go to Sanger because we're closed on Mondays uh, in okay. Sanger. We have a little different hours up there. Uh, but, um, but really, yeah, getting away from those weekends, if you really don't want to have to wait at all, but we work really hard to get people in as fast as we can. So hopefully they're not getting too frustrated. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we usually get there before y'all open and yeah. Yeah, about 30 minutes before y'all open to get in line. And then we're real close to the door when you open up and they are <laughs> pretty quick at that point. So that's, that's, well, yeah, that's, that's really good. Then. Yeah. yeah, we can, we can take care of that. So, and we, we work really hard on our people, our managers and our employees to, keep things going so people don't have to wait too long and uh, everybody comes hungry. And so we got to feed them. Steve, do you have any more questions? No, I think, like I said, they're, they're very well organized moving you through. You, you, you when you go in the, in the line and everything, you know, there's a plan, you see them, <laughs> you know, they, you know, they're, and they, they're, they're like trading off people or trading off, moving you around and stuff. And, and, um, no, I like the tables are really big that you can, they have all these big tables. It kind of reminds me, uh, of doing dim sum at a Chinese restaurant where <laughs> and you have the lazy Susan in the middle that you can spin the thing around. Um, 
And uh, I just love the home style, you know, having it, you know, where you got all these pieces of whatever you're getting, you know, brought out. And uh, it's just really good experience. I, you know, I, I, I understand why you're, why you were picked as a, with our reader's choice. I, I try yes. to sit by the biscuits myself. I try to sit <laughs> by the biscuits. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you all. Joey Tiffany Vineyard of, of Babe's Chicken Dinner House, 10 locations around the Dallas-Fort Worth area, including the flagship in Roanoke, large restaurants in Arlington and, and uh, North Richland Hills and Burleson, winner of the Star-Telegram Reader's Choice for Best Fried Chicken. We're going to do these polls again. We'll be back with more Reader's Choice polls. And we'll be back with more Eat Speed Podcast. Until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. 